Yeah, so our microwave broke. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. What are you going to do about leftovers? Or regular foods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so much food at all. Yeah. In the microwave. <laughs> right. Um, Just living off the land. <laughs> so I immediately went to Target and bought a countertop microwave. That is the above ground pool of kitchen appliances. Yeah, it really is, right? <laughs> like, technically, yes, it's a pool. Right. It's awkwardly placed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the problem now is the above ground, the above, above, the above, above stove <laughs> microwave just turned back on miraculously oh no <laughs> so <laughs> no, you have a superfluous microwave yeah. you can move it to the garage and or move it up out. Bedroom yeah. for like yes. snacks and in, in oh the, that's a yeah. good idea here's some microwavable popcorn before bed just right there why is a bedroom microwave not more of a thing it really should be <laughs> it should this is a great idea <laughs> more bedroom appliances <laughs> bedroom fridge bedroom microwave <laughs> this should happen yeah <laughs> i don't want to go downstairs right you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Pastor Nazareth with me as always, Elise McCarter. Still here, still pretty successful. And no Pastor David this week. Yeah, he's doing something uh, that I've heard is called Ash Wednesday service. Yes. Um, I may or may not have forgotten about it today. I did remember that it's National Margarita Day. Sure, the important holidays. (laughs) (laughs) In my defense, growing up, Ash Wednesday was not celebrated in my church because that was like the Catholic holiday. (laughs) Yes, we um, we do. We are in the middle of Ash Wednesday service. It's about to start here as the time of recording, about fifteen minutes or so. And Pastor David is leading that. So yeah, so he can't be here. He cannot be here. And we talked about moving it, but it didn't really work out time wise. No. So. Here we are, just the two of us. Just the two of us. All right. So um, we're going to jump into our news story here. Yeah. Um, Do you like music? I do like music. Okay. Uh, What kind of, do you like happy music or sad music? (laughs) I was actually talking about this with somebody recently. Like the type of music that I listen to is like, I'm going (laughs) to, like I'm a trench coat wearing like Western bad boy and I'm going to shoot him up and like, you know. Okay. I don't know, maybe some cocaine and stuff like that. And that's not at all who I am. <laughs> did the, did really the Western funny. bad boys do a lot of cocaine? <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't cocaine. I don't know a whole lot about drugs, but <laughs> I feel like opium, maybe that that Probably. feels like the Western shows I've you know Probably. seen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like I don't know, chewing tobacco. Sure. A lot of definitely a lot of chewing tobacco. <laughs> sure. So that's but kind of so I do. I listen to a lot of that for whatever reason, and that's not indicative really of my personality. But I just gravitate towards kind of like gritty music but then i also like upbeat music okay i don't like to be sad though like okay i sure. don't like sad music. so so the emo music mm-hmm. you would not be super into i mean blink 182 if that counts like, I, I don't think so because they're of... they're like poppy and fun right? yeah like so but that, i think they like fell into the emo category when i was a teenager sure. so yeah. like that i can do but not yeah. not true emo okay I'm a, you know, I usually am a, a pretty positive pop kind of listener. So mm-hmm. I like pop and rock. Those would be the two genres I listen yeah. to the most. So, um, but are you wondering what's a sign? What's the happiest song? Well, don't worry, <laughs> we've got a formula to figure it out. Oh, good. It's <laughs> probably Crazy Frog, isn't it? Let's put science <laughs> on this. Yeah, no, our my child likes Crazy Frog. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, we watch it on YouTube over and over and over again. That <laughs> and um. The Just Dance version of Prince Ali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, I got to see that at your house <laughs> yep. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar, Just Dance is a video game where you dance. It like tracks you. We're not playing the game. No, We're just, just watching 
it on YouTube. Like the replay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else dancing to it. <laughs> yeah. Of Prince Ali from right. Aladdin. It's great. Like he likes what he likes. He, he likes what he likes. That's right. Um, okay. So Dr. Michael Bonshore created a formula <laughs> to say is, which is the happiest song? Okay. Here's the combinations he's he's struggling here. He, he put together. Okay. A major key. Uh-huh. These are all, this is all no- nonsense to me. Yeah, yeah. sure. Seventh chords. <laughs> One, three, seven, BPM. I'm going to guess per, that's- Beats per minute. That, yeah, that yeah. sounds good. That sounds reasonable. A strong beat, four beats in every bar, and a verse, chorus, verse, chorus structure. And okay. this produces a happy beat. Okay. And you all should have a short intro, repeated riffs, high volume, bright tone, and a mix of predictability and surprise. Okay. Okay. So um, for you, if you were like, what's look, first? Let's get into his list, and uh-huh. then we'll get into our happy songs. Okay, okay if you wanted to happy, right, song. right. Okay, so here's, this is the top ten list, and I'm gonna say, I'm kind of surprised by a few of these. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because so I guess he's not talking about lyrics, is he? It, these are just happy songs. These are the happiest, like I guess, like some like uh, positive lyrics was part of like part of that, right? You know. All right. So do you want to guess a song, and I'll tell you if it's on here. You want to play this game? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Soak Up the Sun by Sheryl Crow. Not on there. Not on there. But that w- that's a pretty happy song. Right. Yeah. yeah that feels happy. Yeah. Mm. What's happy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. Something sure, sure. by Maroon 5. <laughs> no Maroon 5 on here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is a fun, fun guessing game, huh? Right. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> I love it when I get everything wrong consistently. Okay. Yeah. So the happiest song, number one on his list. It's Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. By the Beach Boys. Okay. okay. That is a fun song. It is a fun song. Yeah. It's got like harmonies. They're right. all singing different stuff. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So we peaked with happy songs in the 1960s? <laughs> well, Good Vibrations. Our Beach Boys are on here twice in the top oh 10. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah. This is a biased list. <laughs> yeah. So Good Vibrations, number one. Okay. Number two. And this is my, kind of the first surprise. It's not unhappy, I guess, but I would not have ever guessed it. I got you, parentheses, I feel good by James Brown. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought like happy upbeat yeah. I was by like, James Brown. Okay, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's fine. You know, somebody yeah. says that makes me happy. Like, okay. Great. Yeah. You do you. Number three is a song I've never heard of. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> fun. House of Fun by Madness. Nope. Yeah. And I Googled it. And like, listen to it. I'm like, is this just a song I don't know the name of, but I actually know? And like, I don't, it, no, I don't know. Don't know it at all. No, yeah. no clue. What this is okay. Number four is a song I hate. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, get the party started by Pink. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't like that one. Um, okay. Number five is a great song. Okay. I think this one's this is my favorite of the ten. Okay. Uptown Girl, Billy Joel. Yes. Okay. So Classic. That is a very happy song. Yep. Yeah. Uh, number six, Sun Is Shining by Bob Marley. Okay. I don't I, think that's a very happy song. No, I, it's kind of it's kind of like it's five minutes long. It's like slow, right? You know? I mean, yeah, it's fine. Then seven, I get around by the Beach Boys. Okay, Nine that's more. a great song. Yeah, round, round, get around. Number eight, a uh, I guess a wet, white wedding staple. <laughs> YMCA <laughs> by the Village People. <laughs> <No>. Oh, <laughs> it is poppy, right? It's poppy, but I yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine, Waterloo by ABBA. Okay. Okay. And number 10 is my second favorite song on the list, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's a good song. That's a good song. Yeah. 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 So what do you think of these 10 happy songs according to Dr. Bonshore's formula? Uh, I'm surprised by most of that. I would think Superstitious um, would be on there. Yeah, for sure. That's like, a happy that's song. That's a really good... Yeah, I think that if September is on there, Superstitious should be on there as well. Okay. But. 
So um, so what what would be you know if you were making a happy song list? Well, what what are some songs that would pop up on the happy songs? Well, I feel like he's not paying much attention to lyrics, yeah. which is surprising to me because there are a lot of great songs out there that sound really upbeat and happy and have really dark lyrics. Um, so I think that that would make more of a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he left it out of his formula is what I'm saying. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. So happy songs. I think Soak Up the Sun by Sheryl Crow is yeah. a really upbeat, happy song, whether or not, regardless of whether or not. Like it's in your musical taste, or you like it for these yeah, songs, right? Fair. Like I think happy, it is happy. Songs. Yeah. Um, superstitious. Um, Sugar by Maroon Five. Okay, yeah. it's a happy upbeat song. Um, I listen to a lot of kind of obscure like indie music that nobody's gonna know. Sure. Um, yeah. Got got one for us. You know, give a recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Spirit Cold by Tall Heights is one of my favorites. Okay, that's so, yeah, I've never heard yeah, it. Yeah, look it yeah, up. Great. It's great. Yeah, I would definitely say for me, um, uh, You Make My Dreams Come True by Hall & Oates oh, is yeah. a super happy, fun song. It is. Um, if you want to do a more modern pop song that I think are super fun, that are super popular, but super popular for a reason, is you know, Call Me Maybe is a great song. It's <laughs> Call super Me Maybe. fun. It is, it, yeah. And um, uh, Party in the USA is a great pop song. Yeah. Like, it, like you know, it's uh, written by Miley Cyrus, yeah. but I think it's a great pop song. Yeah. Uh, if you want to think of more obscure indie things that I like, I like mm-hmm. Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnificent Zeros is a great Sharp. song. Yeah. Okay. And uh, a song with not fun lyrics, but I think is a really fun, happy rock beat for me. It's Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. Um, All the Small Things by Blink-182. Sure. There you yeah. go. That's your, that's a good. That's my emo yeah. happy song. <laughs> that, that, they're coming out like kind of right when you're going through high school, right? Right, yeah. Like peaking at the right time. So yeah. for me, like the happy band in high school would have been like Weezer. Yes. You know? So yeah, like Island Buddy in Holly the Sun. or Island in the Sun are both yeah. super fun. Yeah. Pop songs. Yeah. So you, you got to be at the right age at the right time right. for some of this stuff. Yeah, uh, the middle by Jimmy World. Yeah, that's a, fun it's a song. great song. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Fun, fun, happy songs. So if you're like, hey, it's Lent now when this comes out, I'm feeling a little down. Throw on some good <laughs> vibrations, right? You know, unless you're giving up happy music for Lent. Maybe you are. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe throw on House of Fun by Mandis <laughs> right. and, and see, like, is this a song you've heard of, and does this make you happy? I'm guessing no to both. Yeah, probably uh, not. Yeah. <coughs> All right, so let's get into our main topic. Okay, so <laughs> this is something I have seen in the Christian spheres as of late, but right. you, you had not heard of it. When I we just about heard it of it when we talked about it this morning. Okay, so Asbury University, which is not a school I've ever heard of. I know Asbury University. Okay, what I do you knew know about several it? people that went to Asbury. It's, I know it's in Kentucky. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's relatively small. Yeah, I think, I believe it's a private Christian university. Yes. Yeah, so they were sort of affiliated with the university that I went to as well. We did a lot of like exchanges with things. We'd have speakers come from Asbury. We'd send speakers up there, that kind of thing. Cause we both had chapel requirements. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't, it's, you know, the information I saw, is it's part of the Wesleyan branch. Of mm-hmm. Christ- so I guess, what is that? Methodist ish. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Tends to be a little bit less conservative than like Southern Baptists, but still very much like an evangelical sure. denomination. So on uh, February 8th, uh, a few Wednesdays ago, uh, the students at Asbury University gathered for their biweekly chapel service in their 1,500-seat auditorium. Mm-hmm. It's pretty big. Yeah. Um, they sang, listened to a sermon, they prayed, and weeks later, they're still there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so... Kind of spontaneously, a revival happened. Uh-huh. 
and that's a weird word. I'm Lutheran, so like revival is not yeah. really a word that like I have much connection to, right? right? So it feels a little bit sketchy, maybe. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, but they decided they're just gonna stay in <laughs> church and keep singing and keep praying and keep worshiping and keep having people get up and talk about the Bible or give testimonials or read, and they've just been doing this around the clock for now weeks yeah that's exhausting yeah and i i i know like from what i gather you know like it's a come and go revival it's not sure they're not locked in it's, like yeah, it's not a youth group lock-in revival <laughs> where they're ordering a pizza scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. can't leave until you shared your testimony <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but first before we get into what's going on here in asbury let me let me let's just talk about Revival. Revival. Let's, okay. Because uh, that, that's a word that's going to pop, right? Like, yeah. This is a revival. So yes. what, is, what does that word to you mean? Somehow that feels sort of like a loaded question. Sure. I don't know if you like feel that as well, but to me, like questions about like revival or um, like statements of faith and that kind of thing, they're all, they feel very like, ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, what I know about revival is that they usually happen in a tent somewhere. <laughs> I am. I'm. Yeah. I. I definitely connected to like a historical Christianity of like classic like tent revivals with like right. a traveling preacher was going to come to town, set up the. It's like kind of like the circus, but for Jesus. Right. You know. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's exactly like that. I actually <laughs> saw one happening recently. We were driving. Uh, oh. through this tiny town on the way to Big Bend. Okay. And there were, like, banners out. It's like a railroad town, right? And there's banners out about, like, oh. the tent revival. And I was like, that's tonight. And then we drove past the church, and there, sure enough, there's, like, a big tent with, yeah. like, this podium and somebody out there, you know, proclaiming something. Sure. Um, yeah, I think what, what that conjures for me is somebody's coming in, and there's going to be a focus on renewing some aspect yeah. of your faith practice and frequently i think that comes with increased pressure to sure. get baptized or make a pronouncement of faith or mm. like we're looking or at altar, numbers, call. altar yeah. calls yeah. we're looking at numbers of people who are mm -hmm. coming in for the first time who are you know yeah. whatever that is altar calls you know sure. baptisms that kind of thing yeah i, I think to I definitely have some negative connotations that come with it too. Yep. Beyond the the spiritual things that I think are not great, like manipulation and, uh -huh. and um, you know, coercion, you know, e even if it's like in the name of something good, yeah. that, that makes me feel a little unease. But I think there's also things that like are definitely unease, like, <laughs> right. like not even in the name of something good, like a little bit of like snake oil salesman mm -hmm. of like fake faith healing, right. you know, of like, um, you know, some deceit that's happening at right. these revivals to this you know come into town gather up donations leave and the town is off you know now worse off than when you started right you know yep. like they had their emotional high and now and now what you know uh, yeah and then the now what sinks in and the the tent preacher is l moved on to the next town right you know and they're just left picking up the pieces right you know what happened um so there's definitely is that i can say when i was in high school I went to one of the big stadiums in San Antonio to see Billy Graham. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that he's the OG. He he are one of the OGs, right? right. Or maybe of the, the, maybe of like this generation. Probably maybe the frame. most famous yeah. of the tent revival people or yeah. you know the traveling preacher. Um he was fine from what <laughs> I remember. You know like <laughs> I think his message was fine. 
you know, this is your I can, Yelp review of Billy Graham. I was like 16 or something. Yeah. You know, it was fine. Yeah. Like it was neat to kind of be part of it. Yeah. Like, like as a 16 year old, I'm like, this is interesting. Uh, there definitely was an altar call. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's, uh, you know, people who know about Billy Graham can certainly say there's quite a lot of baggage to some of the things he has done mm-hmm. and said. I also think there's quite a lot of people who would say a lot of good things Billy Graham has done yeah. and said. And so I think like most, you know, influential Christians, the truth is somewhere in between. Right. You know, and that's okay. Um, so I think it was fine. Again, his sermon was not like, wow, I have, you know, floored and renewed in Jesus. It was right. fine, you know, but it was, it was neat. Yeah. And then also in high school, my youth group, for whatever reason, got attached to this other evangelical thing and I got trained <laughs> And we're Lutheran. I don't know why we did this. <laughs> I got trained to like talk with people who wanted to do this altar call. Like give oh. them here's the like the booklet of we're gonna like convert you to Jesus. Oh wow, altar call training. Oh, I did some altar call training. <laughs> and so I did that with like another like I was like seventeen or so. Yeah. And I did it with another seventeen year old dude. <laughs> like he and I went through that book together. Yeah. And you know, and in the twenty five minutes that we had, you right. know, set aside. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. So like, and then bye. Yeah, <laughs> grab a snack. I don't know why I did that. Why we did that as a youth group. <laughs> I'm like, that is not something that appeals to me at all. Yeah. So I don't know why I did that. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an introvert. Why would I do I that? Know. <laughs> like, <laughs> um. So that's kind of my personal experiences with revival. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Do you have a personal experience? You know, um, beyond, beyond West Texas <laughs> desert. West Texas desert driving through. Yeah. yeah. Um, that felt a little bit like driving up on a clan meeting accidentally, to be sure, honest. I yeah. was like, Ooh, this is a little spooky. Like it's kind of like lit from within, you know? Um, but so my university similar to Asbury would do, we had biweekly chapel services and there were a couple of times that we had like staged revivals. Okay. Um, I don't, to my knowledge, none of them just sort of kept going it was a thing where we were all pretty happy to leave at you know 11 30 when we were dismissed for lunch um so that's sort of my hands-on experience with revival Um, i knew a lot of friends growing up whose churches would do revivals and they would invite me to them sure yeah i usually declined so yeah they're kind of designed to like let's do this like big evangelical thing right you know like you don't want to necessarily invite them to a church service, but to this event. Yeah, and I, and I don't know what felt the appeal of the event is, right? Right. Like if well, you're non-Christian, I so I was Christian, right? But yeah. I always felt like my friends were inviting me because they or their parents felt like I was not Christian enough. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, maybe if we get her in here, she'll like, you know, stop listening to her rock music or something. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so, her Blink One Eighty Two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy songs. <laughs> All right. So here's a quote. Uh, this is from Religion News Service. Um, which is an, uh, a publication we've used in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Alexandra Presta. She's editor of the Osbury Collegian. That's the student okay. newspaper on Osbury College. So okay. We've been here in Hughes Auditorium for over 100 hours, praying, crying, worshiping, and uniting because of love. Okay. We've even expanded into the Estates Chapel across the street uh, and beyond. And I proclaim that lo- I can proclaim that love boldly because God is love. So I definitely started hearing about this thing with a little bit of like a little bit of eye rolling of like right. okay deep skepticism <laughs> like, yeah. yeah sure you are right yeah. is this showmanship is mm. this um emotional manipulation yeah or, or and not even just like manipulation but is just like 
we're all caught up in this moment, right? right. Like, and this happens, even if there's not duplicity behind it, right. it's it can a happen. Group mind, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like when you go, to, you know, seeing a scary movie in the theater versus at home. It's scarier in the theater because you're with a crowd, right? Who's or, all scared? Yeah. yeah <laughs> a, or a funny movie is funnier in a yeah. crowd, like yeah. than it is by yourself, because yep. you're all in there together. So, are you experiencing like this swell of spiritual emotion? That is magnified because you're in a crowd together. Mm -hmm. But as I have kind of read about it and looked in, I am trying to see this through the best possible lenses, right? Yeah, good for you. I am. Um, Because some of the things that are happening here that I think are good. So here's Mm -hmm. some of the things. One, it's student-led. Okay. So they're, they're they're all not professionals. Right. So they're all kind of just doing it organically in right. a sense like nobody is kind of behind from the surface nobody's pulling the strings pulling the strings yeah. you know utilizing this um two because this has been a big thing people have flocked to come and see preachers from around christendom want to come and see and be a part of it mm-hmm. and they have said no to a number of like well, we consider maybe like political pastors. Oh, so people who are them. like engaged yeah. in the political atmosphere because they don't want what they're doing marked or or connected to like kind of a political movement or a political yeah. politi- a politici- politicization of Christianity. Yeah. Definitely a mark in their favor as far it's as great. I'm concerned. Those yeah. are good things. And two, it's incredibly simple what they're doing. Um and so like it's not high like presentation. Like there's no like electric guitars. There's uh-huh. no, you know, giant worship bands it's usually just like you could watch it on youtube a person with an acoustic guitar or piano and it seems very simple if that makes sense like it's no it's not the the highly polished worship is not there okay so that makes me feel like okay maybe something is here that is powerful right and in this flocking they've also worked with local law enforcement to 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 help like say like how can we manage our auditorium seats this many more than that wants to come in. Right. How do we figure this out? Right. Cause right. like they're not breaking <laughs> fire code. They're working with police, like guiding traffic yeah. and things like that. And including telling people like, don't come. Right. There's no room. Right. You can't park anywhere. So those are all things that feel good to me. Yeah. There's still a level of apprehension of like, what is this going to y- look like? Yeah. Um, yeah. How are they going to classes? Well, again, I think it's, it's, Maybe you go to class and you come back. Right? Okay. So it's yeah. you're, you're not there all the time. Right. You know. Yeah. So I feel like this is, this maybe is interesting, right? Yeah. So um, Nadia Boltz Weber, she's uh ELCA, Lutheran pastor slash writer slash teacher. Yeah. So, so the closest thing we have to a rock star in the ELCA. It, the clo- yeah. The, the closest <laughs> celebrity close, we've but. got. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so she wrote about this. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and and she ultimately is saying like this seems like kind of like the same thing, interesting, right? You know, um, that it's not necessarily bad. You know, yeah. if you're if you're you know a Christian doubt radar is pinging, yeah, maybe maybe check it out give first. It a minute. Maybe give it a minute. You know, give it a pause. Not to say it's wrong, but you know, yeah. just just to like you know, give it a pause. Um, so she says, I cannot claim to understand it. All I know is that every time I turned on the YouTube over the past few days, it made me a little teary, which surprises me. I have not always been prone to mixing sentimentality and religion, irony and religion, fine. But this Gen X 
or usually recoils from anything that smacks of sap. Mm. But here I am longing to sing in that room with a thousand other open hearted people. Uh, and I think that, that is a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? I mean, I was yeah. just thinking, I don't know that I've ever before heard the language of we are gathering because of love or because God is love yeah. connected to a revival. Sure. Usually it's more like fire and brimstone, like yeah, sure, repentance. Sure. That's yeah. the focus. Or a so. culture war of us against them. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that bit's a little bit interesting to me yeah. um, in a positive way. Like that yeah. piques my interest. Um, I too am sort of off put by anything that is overly emotional, like heightened mm-hmm. emotion type stuff. I do not like it. Um, so yeah, I think I would, maybe i'll watch some of the youtube who knows just to kind of give it a second and see um is it something that i have like a desire to be a part of i don't think so yeah um but yeah i I think that it sounds like maybe it is different than yeah and maybe revival is not the right word for it yeah for sure you know yeah yeah you know definitely all the doubts and and kind of like frustration with kind of like churchy language like this has god's favor or this Mm -hmm. is spirit-led i'm always like Eh, is it yeah yeah sounds more like a vigil you know i'm always like um funny enough all the things i want have god's favor all the things (laughs) i'm doing are spirit-led usually when people say those things like (laughs) funny uh, odd that that is how it works Hmm. um but i do have some optimism here you know i think this is so recently this news came out over the last couple days so uh they have kind of shut down some of their aspects of the revival so they're no longer it's no longer as open as it was before okay one of that is logistically. Yeah. They just don't have the space. So they have worked with some local congregations in their area to like say like, this is how it's spilled. These are the spillover campuses. You want to come check it out? Go there. Yeah. And two, they've limited it to uh, 25 and under okay. to come to the revival. Because they say they're, this is about a Gen Z movement. That, they're, okay. that This is the heart that they're looking towards. They're all college students all that gen z mindset yeah so they're like we don't want this to be for millennials gen x's boomers this is for this generation this is what we're about right now yeah and i think it's also kind of interesting right like you know at least they're saying like we're they're trying to like keep it what it is because it's naturally going to change right um and yeah gen z is now you know, every generation is the least gener- the least church generation, yeah. and they're the least church now. Yeah. So, um, and soon it'll be pretty what, pretty what? bleak for Christianity yeah. in America <laughs> if this trajectory continues. So at least yeah. you know, like saying like recognition of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but odd to say the least, especially from a Lutheran point of view. Not what I imagine church looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, I'm not a psychologist or a researcher in this field, Um, so definitely fact check me, but I believe that this sort of like heightened spiritual group state is a phenomenon across religions that is not specific to Christianity, right? That like anytime or anytime you get people together like this with a heightened emotional state, Mm -hmm. you know, like-minded, you have that potential for sort of a heightened emotional mm-hmm. type of almost nirvana that can occur, right? And people can have these heightened spiritual experiences, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so because that is a potential, regardless of what you're gathering for, sure. it yeah. makes me skeptical, right? That sure. this is, I start to ask, is it valuable? Is it really meaningful? Sure. Is it yeah. 
something that we should encourage in Christianity? I don't know the yeah. answer to any of those questions, yeah. but they are questions that I have about sure. it. Yeah, and I can definitely, you know, point to my parts of my own life, you know, these spirit, spirit led moments, you know, <laughs> like right. where I feel, you know, a presence of God clearer or deeper than before. Oftentimes they're typically not necessarily marked by a revival, but they're usually right. marked by um, times where my day to day has been invaded in a sense. Right. Sometimes it's by choice, but like going right. on a camping retreat or a mission trip or um you know working at summer camp when i did Mm -hmm. those things like those are oftentimes by choice but like those are typically those invasions of my day-to-day the breaking of what my routines let lead to a deeper god-centered moments yeah when they're happening you know obviously Mm -hmm. you can have a breaking of your day-to-day by getting a car accident and that's not necessarily yeah (laughs) you know i walk away being like wow (laughs) jesus is good (laughs) like you know you're not necessarily walking away like that but you know that is part of this i think a a human revival does involve the pattern interruption that comes with those types of moments yeah oftentimes by choice um and so i think that this again i'm willing to give it a little bit of benefit of the doubt for now you know like (laughs) yeah (laughs) now does this pivot into a culture war political pact movement right um you know us versus them mentality then i will be like not into it but for the students there at Osbury University, I hope that this is great for them. I hope that they walk away with a deeper understanding of Jesus. Of, and if it's centered on how can we not only feel more love, but how can we, you know, offer more love to those around us. Right. I think that could be a really beautiful and powerful that thing. That sounds really good. And yeah. I hope that these students walk away being like, man, remember those three weeks, you know, years ago when I was in college and I went to church constantly? How neat was that? Yeah. Like that was kind of a neat experience that I got to do. Maybe similar, you know, when we read the book of Acts and they have like the disciples and people are gathering daily to pray. Right. And I'm like, well, that sounds really neat. You know, like maybe we all need to be shaken in a sense. Yeah. To get there. And, it's, and when you're a college student, that's the time to do it. Right. right. Like you have so, so few responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, relatively speaking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think God can and does work through that shaking up of your routine right like whether that's a revival or whatever it is he he can and i think frequently he does i think i have a problem or at least reservations about correlating that heightened emotional or spiritual experience with experiencing the voice of god right yeah like because i don't think that those two are necessarily the same thing absolutely yeah um so i just think uh, it's just like such a fraught Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Subjects, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then I also can acknowledge, mm-hmm. like, that's just not the way I really experience spirituality. Right. And so sometimes because I don't experience, like, God or spirituality that way, it's easy for me to, like, kind of poo-poo on it. Yeah. But just because I don't do it doesn't mean it's bad for everybody, right? Like, It's true. You know, yeah. Like, technically speaking, I think speaking in tongues is a thing that can happen for faith. Technically speaking. <laughs> According to the Bible, have I seen or heard it? But I've never seen or heard it. And every time I've, you know, every time I have seen it, I roll my eyes at it. Yeah. But it's technically possible according to the scriptures. Yeah. (laughs) So who am I to say, who am I to say, like, it's impossible (laughs) for everyone everywhere? Right. You know, like, so, but even if it's just not something that I have any connection to myself spiritually. Um, So, yeah, I do not have a connection to. 
Osbury's revival, but no. I, I'm hopeful that it's good. Yeah. Are right, any other thoughts on on revival here? Not really. No, I think maybe it's a thing that the Lutheran tradition does not need to grab onto. Probably not. <laughs> I'm fine with us not having revivals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm intrigued by sort of the focus of this one, um, especially especially if that leads into like pressure for their denomination to be more welcoming. Sure. Um, and offer safe spaces for more diverse people, then I think that's positive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, if this creates a greater loving atmosphere and a greater understanding of God's love for these students. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like um, in the, the when Jesus is on the scene, like one of the Jewish leaders is like, hey, if this is from God, there's nothing we can do to stop it. And if it's not from God, it'll fizzle out on right. its own anyway. Yeah. So like. It's very practical. So that. just, so just let, let, <laughs> let it happen. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I, I'm thinking about it. Like if this is good, that's great. I hope yeah. great things will come from it. And if it's kind of getting a little more toxic i think it's just going to fizzle out anyway. yeah so that's kind of how I'm, I'm i'm approaching the osbury revival but yeah. hey google it you can youtube watch they're live streaming it on youtube um take a take a gander take take a look see see what you think um is this for you or uh, let us know your happy songs <laughs> yeah all right so we have an email that email is beyondstudypodcast at gmail.com Nicely you, done. Usually yes, David does this part. I know. <laughs> Usually I've stopped listening to right. my, own, my own podcast at this point. So if you've stopped listening, we're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So email us your thoughts or your happy song suggestions. Yeah. And if you like what you heard, let's do a Beyond Sunday revival. Um. Get your friends together. <laughs> just go back to the archives. It's like, we're just going to loop it up. Let's just listen straight through. When we get to the end, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. start on over. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm on board with that type of revival. You should probably not do that anyway. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but listen, you know, listen to a podcast. Right. right. Listen to this. All right. Um, all right. I think that's what we got. Thanks happy, for listening, everybody. Yes, we'll hap- be back next week with more Beyond Sunday. There you go. That's my part. Yeah. Happy Ash Wednesday. Happy Lent to everybody. Uh, yeah.